0: Welcome to the Building a Story Brand Podcast. I'm your host, Donald Miller. This podcast exists to help you clarify your message so that you can grow your business. I'm here with the co-host, Dr. J.J. Peterson. Happy day to you, good sir. Happy day to you as well. Uh, I, this, to me, is a really exciting day on the podcast. I love it. You like it. Yeah. I, I'm glad because I consider myself a fan of infomercials.
1: <laughs> I know you do.
0: <laughs> and I, you know, there's, some, there's a connection between writing a good memoir, which is probably how I'm best known, writing a good novel. Writing a good symphony, and now I'm about to offend everybody listening,
1: and creating a good
0: infomercial, <laughs> because you've got to convince people of something.
1: They're so entertaining, and what I love is how many Snuggies you actually own. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'll honestly I think we have three, because there was this phase, I don't know, like three years ago, where everybody's giving them away for Christmas. I think we have three, f- three Snuggies. Lucy, our chocolate lab, doesn't have one yet. I'm a, I'm a bit upset about that.
1: Well, that, that needs to be taken care of, and yeah. it might be after this. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah,
0: yeah, my address is. Uh, <laughs> I like them. There was a, a reality show a few years ago called Pitchmen, and it was Billy Mays Hayes. Is that it? I'm Billy Mays Hayes. Billy Mays and I'm Hayes, here. Yeah. Man, I love that guy. And But it was basically how an infomercial was made. It was a whole reality show about how they take something from a product, and they figured out a formula to sell it, and they sold it. And, of course, they showed you all the bloopers and all the stuff. And it was fascinating to me because I felt like –
1: They work. I mean, they work because not only do people buy them, but we remember a pitch man's name.
0: We do. Yeah, well, barely. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, but we remember
1: these different people and what they sold in these products. And they even like when you look back on these like remember the '80s kind of like flashbacks. They pull up those infomercials from then of just these unique products that hold kind of this moment in our history that none of us should have ever bought. None of us should own anything. You know, the Floby, the thing that cuts your hair. (laughs) Floby, and the
0: George. Did you you ever have a George Foreman grill? I still have one. I think they're pretty good.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's the, the only the, way I made my way through college.
0: The like, slap chop, where you just put the contraption over a pepper and you slap <laughs> it, and you gotta, you yeah. gotta chop, you know. And then, the, the, of course, the the ginseng knives, and they're yes, cutting through. Yes, concrete. I just wanted
1: to cut through cans <laughs> so bad.
0: <laughs> well, on this episode, we talk about calling our customers to action, and the principle. That Story brand teaches is that if you're not challenging your customers to take action, including buy your product, they aren't going to. And I don't want to waste a whole lot of time because we got so excited about this idea of having of exploring infomercials because they're the best at calling you to call now. If you don't call now,
1: you have 15 minutes. <laughs> your
0: grandmother is being held at ransom <laughs> yes. if you don't call now. But wait, uh, so we actually flew down to Jacksonville, Florida to meet with like the world's greatest producer of infomercials. Yeah. The king
1: of infomercials.
0: Yeah, the guy's name is Jonathan Davis, nicest guy in the world, great golfer, young guy, amazingly. I mean, he's got an amazing story. I loved interacting with him. And he's just figured out the science of selling things. And so we were like, we don't even want to do this over the phone or on Skype. We got on airplanes and we flew down there and we met with the dude and had the most fascinating two days. Treated us to drinks after we had a big dinner at a friend's house and it was just awesome. Nothing remotely cheesy or sketchy about his infomercial world at all. It really is about the science of of selling and captivating people's attention on television. What the listeners of the Building a Story Brand podcast are going to get, I hope, are some, of course, tips on how to write great copy, great sales copy, but also just a little shove to say you got to ask people to buy something or not going to buy it.
1: Yeah, I think so often people are afraid to just give that final say, buy now, call now, do this now because they don't want to be pushy. But the customer is not going to act unless you call them to action.
0: They don't have ESP. And when we don't sell, we come off like that dude who is afraid to ask the girl out. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, um, do you like coffee? Is coffee good? You're like yeah. The girl's like, what does this guy want? <laughs> Meanwhile, she goes out with your friend because he actually had the guts to say, you want to go on a date and eat yeah. food with me? Yeah. <laughs> and he gets the girl. We want to be the one who gets the sale. And so what better, what better interview to get than a guy who makes infomercials. So join us on the airplane as we fly down, landing now in Jacksonville, Florida, <laughs> wandering through the airport toward the offices of Mr. Jonathan Davis. Jonathan, thanks for joining me. Of course. Uh, this episode, if you will, is about uh, the part of the story brand framework called Call to Action. Mm-hmm. It's where you actually ask the customer to buy something, right? And it's right. based on this principle in stories that heroes never take action on their own. They have to be challenged to take action. You know, we've helped about 1,000 companies now. And uh, everybody's afraid that they're going to be like that uh, crazy guy on television, middle of the night, sawing a mattress in half, <laughs> and uh, and so they they end up being passive in their right. selling, right? Which gives everybody this kind of subconscious feeling that they don't believe in their product and they don't think it, it can change you. There is this benefit to just saying, "Hey, you need this. Order it right now." Right. And so the best people in the world at doing this are infomercial people, right? Yeah. And so you and I talked on the phone. I became a crazy fan because you've got all this science of how this stuff works. I could have talked to you for days, so much so that we jumped on an airplane to come down and meet you because I think everybody can learn something from what you do. Awesome. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what your company does and what you guys put
2: together. Yeah, of course. Uh, We are a uh, direct response agency our main focus is on the media buying side. Uh, we do just as much in production from uh, you know script writing, uh, actual filming editing we do product sourcing product fulfillment uh, we work with call centers so we really I mean we, we work with every branch of what it takes to have someone have an idea to get that show on air get orders being generated and get that product sent out
0: remember that wasn't there there was like a, a reality show about Pitch guys, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, and I, I used to love that show. It was, it was fascinating. The, yeah,
2: it was. Uh, it was the OxyClean guy who sadly passed away. Billy I know. Mays. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Billy Mays. Right. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, he uh, he did. He was actually from Florida, um, but he was he was the guy, man. I mean, he you, was the guy that everyone wanted. He did. I mean, I don't know if it was the tone of his voice. Um, or you know his, his demeanor or his aggression, but you know, or his or his trustable beard. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> one of those things. Um, but yeah, he was the guy. Walk me through how an infomercial actually works. What are the components that move the product? Um, well, the show itself is obviously twenty-eight minutes and thirty seconds long.
0: You're you're filming thirty minutes of selling Shark yeah. vacuum cleaners.
2: Exactly. Or and, well, name some of the products. Uh, Beachbody? The, Beachbody, which is P90X, uh, Brazilian butt lift. Um, <laughs> you yeah. proud of that one? Yeah, <laughs> well, I, actually, I use it. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, we're sitting down. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, Aerocide, Omega XL, Luminesce, D28, um, you know, uh, Trueback. Um, we've really worked with uh, a ton of the industry's leaders. Um, proactive. Right. Um, in, in different capacities. Uh, we do a ton of product sourcing. Um, but how it works is so you've got a half hour, Mm -hmm. right? You've also got, you've got short form spots, direct response spots as well. Um, but I think what we're focusing on is, you know, the longer form, the longer version, but an infomercial is really, you know, a a product, Mm -hmm. a story, um, how that product can benefit you, how it can help change your life. Um, how it can help educate you, um, whatever it is, how it can make your life more entertaining, or you can just have fun with it. Um, testimonials. Are a huge part of an infomercial. Right. Um, Having someone on screen telling a story that you can connect with. You know, you can identify with the back pain, you can identify with the boredom, you can identify with wanting to look younger, wanting straighter hair, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, And then you have, like you talked about, the call to action, which is probably the most important part. Yeah. Um, Generally, you see three of them in a half hour show one in the beginning, one in the middle, one at the end. And the call Um, to action is. Buy now or? The call to action is the opportunity for the consumer to purchase the product. That's fascinating. You call it the opportunity, right?
0: Instead of like, because usually we think of call to action being let's run into the room with a baseball bat and hit
2: everybody. But you're saying doors are open right now. Yeah. Come on in. Well, it's an opportunity because the infomercial, I mean, you're spending your half hour um, educating the audience on how it can benefit you. Mm-hmm. So the perception to the audience is, yeah, yeah, it's an opportunity, and that's how exactly how you present it. You know, so um, you you, know, you you would start with uh, pick up the phones. You know, you cut away from your last testimonial. Um, you either got you know three D imaging of you know the, the the heat going up the back if it's no a back cream, whatever it is. Um, but it, sometimes I like to talk about it as though it's um, it's like a it's like a trailer for a movie, right? That shows all the great scenes of the movie. So if someone hasn't been watching the show for the entire half hour, just tunes in, it gets them up to speed on what your product can do. So the call to
0: action is a bit at the beginning, middle, and end that sort of says everything the whole 30 minutes is saying in a very quick period of time, right? Exactly. And then it says pick up the phone.
2: Pick up the phone, call now, text now, mm-hmm. um, you know. Uh, the goal is obviously getting someone to pick up the phone. And a lot of times we incentivize them by free offers. Yeah. You know, you put the two minutes up there that clicks all the way down. If you're one of the next fifty callers in the next two minutes, you know, you'll receive not one but two.
0: And that's huge because I know in email marketing, if we when we put a countdown clock in our email right. and it goes out, we see sales increase dramatically, right? Yeah. Or if we threaten to take a bonus away at midnight tonight, right. you, know, you can still get the product, but you're not going to get the bonus. Right. We see a dramatic increase. It's the same thing with infomercials.
2: It, it's the exact same thing. I mean um, Is who, there a name for that? The bonus offer or um not really, the bonus offer would be great, but more it's, like you're saying, it's more about who wants to miss the opportunity. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, if I don't act right now, because it's, a, it's an emotional sell mm-hmm. in a lot of times, you know? Um, if, you know? If I don't act right now, I, or I'm going to miss out on the free shipping, when the reality is, I mean, 98% of the companies will honor whatever offer they're trying right. to bonus You know, every single time, whether you pick the phone up right then or call 10 days later. Yeah
0: but people really do need to be challenged to buy.
2: Yeah, absolutely. What
0: works? What have have you guys found? Because you've been doing this for a long time. You've studied best practices. What are the components of a call to action that simply have to be there? What works best? Um,
2: Clearly defining the benefits of what
0: the product is. So stating it's going to ease your back pain, you're gonna be able to to get around, you know, all that kind of stuff. You've
2: got to say that. That's part of the call to action. Exactly, and usually between the three call to actions, you you usually choose the top three topics or, or the benefits that the product's going to have in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, if it, if, it, if it is a skincare that makes you look younger, it's do you want to be invigorated? Do you want to feel younger? Do you want to look younger? So, you know, your first CTA, your first call to action in the, uh, on the front of the show might be, um, are you tired? Are you tired of uh, waking up in the morning and, and not feeling or looking like your old self? Well, we have an answer for you right here's the answer product information product information maybe a short testimonial and then boom here's your 800 number here's your website address and call now to receive this special offer right and then you know CTA number two in the middle of the program might be not um, are you tired of waking up and not looking your best it might be are you tired of not waking up and feeling your best yeah you know um, and the end of it, but might... you do
0: start. Part of it is the problem. Part of it right. is the absolutely the failure category. You want to hit that pain point exactly in the call to action and say, let's because that's exactly how story works. You take a character, mm-hmm. you agitate them, and right. then they seek restabilization. Okay, what are the main components of a call to action? What has to be there?
2: Uh, a good product description, right on the front end of it. Yeah. Um, benefits of the product, um, and I think the most important thing of the CTA is you know getting that eight hundred number up. Yeah. And giving people the opportunity to buy.
0: Yeah, I noticed that we, we work with a lot of uh, companies. We look at their website and they, and they don't ask you to buy anything, right? right? Or the top right real estate of their webpage has frequently asked questions or contact, and right. That's where people's eyes go and you want, you know, buy now, right? right. There. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Like that's gotta be the biggest thing on the screen.
0: Do we need to say, Hey, this thing, this is going to save, save you from feeling a bunch of pain and all that.
2: Absolutely. When you're describing the product, but yeah. the most important thing you say is either, you know, pick your phone up now and, and dial, right. call now. Right. Um, don't wait. Don't, don't be in pain another day. Call now. Yeah, You know, whatever it is.
0: You know, I realize you're not the pitch man, so you're not the one on the, do you ever write this stuff and go, oh, I can't believe I'm hitting it this hard?
2: Yeah, right? absolutely. You do? I mean, all the time, I And mean, then you make like, yourself
0: do it because well, it works? Or? Well, it,
2: yeah, I mean, it works. I mean, it's, it's crazy. It still blows my mind. That's what I love about this industry. Um, it's exciting. Like with direct response with an infomercial, you get your results immediately. Yeah. You know you know if something worked or something didn't. Um, but I mean, I'm still fascinated by um, sometimes the ludicrousy that I see and the performance that I see that it has. I mean, sometimes it feels like, I mean, I have seen the most beautifully cut shows for products that like blow my mind, yeah. like where I want to own them. It's like, it's the call that I make where I'm like, hey, would you mind sending us a couple samples? <laughs> um, and you know, they've spent half a million dollars on production, you know, they've, they've done everything right, that, that it looks like, and then they fail miserably.
0: And, and what are some of the reasons that they fail?
2: I think a lot of it is, is the CTA, you know? I think a lot of it is uh, ineffectively communicating the story of what they do. A lot of people um, want to set out to create a beautiful show, right? right? But the people that really su- succeed set out to create a show that generates calls and orders. Do right? you guys
0: do a lot of A-B testing? Do you do a lot of switching things around, cutting it up differently, seeing what works, what doesn't work?
2: Constantly. Constantly. We, we very rarely, I can think of maybe two shows. Where we've had a, a version that has performed the same for more than six months, you know. So I mean, you're we,
0: changing it based on how much time has gone by. You're switching up everything. Like
2: yeah. um, for good shows, creatives have to be kept uh, up to date. They've got to look fresh. They've got to look new. Switching testimonials around. I mean, we. I mean, we do everything. We. You know, we might have a version where literally the CTA is at minute four, minute 14, and minute 26. I mean, we would have another version where it's at minute four. Minute fourteen thirty and minute twenty-six. Wow. I mean it, it gets that in depth. And I mean honestly a lot of times it's it's a it's it's a you know, throw a dart at a wall mm-hmm. and, and like you know, see what you hit. You know, sometimes it's a guessing game. But I'm telling you, the thing that amazes me about direct response is that when you find that it works, when you find, you know, when you put put it together in just the right format, which, you know, with, 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 with everything in place where it should be, um, it works consistently. I mean, what blows my mind on the media buying side is that when we buy a time period, a half hour in, you know, uh, I'll actually tell you the, the, the moment that like direct response blew my mind. Yeah,
0: I'm curious. I mean, okay. when, when you went, oh my word, this works. This,
2: right. Um, it was for uh, an ingestible. Um, like a,
0: a vitamin pill A vitamin yeah, pill. Yeah.
2: It helped with arthritis and inflammation and back pain and things like that. And I was working for an agency um, with not a ton of experience in direct response, a lot in media, but not a ton in direct response. Um, and they handed me an MER, which is standard, to management's estimated return. It's basically what you get the day after your your program runs, mm. and it shows how many orders you got, things like this, you know, your performance ratios. And uh, I'm like, this is like the biggest load of crap I've ever seen. Like, there's no way this product works. Like, you know, there's no way people respond this way to it. It's a it's a ten year old show. Right, so I went out and I bought the most expensive half hour that I could find. Right, that wasn't national cable. I bought a half hour on Sunday morning, and the Fox affiliate in Dallas. We paid sixteen thousand five hundred dollars for it, and it was a product whose price point was fifty-nine bucks. And I said, "There's no way this is going to work." You know, and they challenged me. You know, look at the history, and and I said, "Okay." I looked at it the next day. We had doubly exceeded their best performance they'd ever had in the exact same time period. And to this day, I still tell them it's because I bought it, you know, (laughs) but we, we continually to this day, we still go back to that. Well, and that's what like, that's what has still blown my mind. Is that like, think about, it it's like a fishing hole, Mm -hmm. right? Eventually that thing's got to dry up. You know, eventually the same people in that same market in that same time period have seen this program. But it's incredible. It's how you build a business. Yeah. Honestly. Well, I remember
0: even with an email campaign because a lot of people who are listening, you know, they don't have an infomercial, but they have right. a website and they've got yeah. an email. Right. And I had a list of 100,000 people, about 100,000 people, and emailed, did a campaign to these people for a product. We sold 168 units, which was not enough units. Right. I was really terrified. Yeah, and with uh, less than two weeks later, created a whole new campaign to the exact same list hmm. that had just rejected the product, and we sold 4,024 units. Wow! So that's another lesson for all of us that things things have to switch and change and be yeah. edited. We can't just say, "Well, it failed." Right. We have to go back and say, "Let's switch this up. Let's try a different call to action. Let's try different testimonials. Let's make it shorter, exactly longer."
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I tell people all the time, like, this is not this is not get rich quick yeah. you know what I mean it's really not I mean and it's not you fail one time we tried we didn't succeed on to the next thing it's like if I could have seen the campaigns that would have tried one more thing to find the success mm-hmm. like direct response is an industry marketing you know um, it works you know what I mean obviously it's been around for four yeah. years um, but yeah it is it's it's constant change and it's keeping things fresh And and, and it's frequency. It's staying in front of people.
0: You know, how we say things really matters, and sometimes the calls to action, uh, one of them will outperform the other. What are the key phrases that you guys use that that work for you?
2: Uh, Call now, obviously. Buy now, obviously. Try now. Try now is a big one. Try now. Yeah, try now. Uh, It it, it almost goads. It's
0: got this sense of hope to it. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Just give this a try. Yeah, Yeah,
2: and almost like a challenge. Hmm. You know, like try now. And that's where, you know, another... Selling point is you know your money your, your money back guarantee right you know what I mean
0: like, how big is a risk removal clause
2: enormous in, yeah. enormous is,
0: you, is it a twenty percent difference a forty percent difference,
2: difference I would say it's at least a twenty five percent difference really um, and, and, and then what I'll, are the
0: rate of people who are actually calling and wanting their money back after a little while oh less than ten percent gotcha yeah less so than ten percent it
2: it really is um, but yeah buy now call now try now I'll tell you um, I was out in Las Vegas at a uh, uh, industry convention about five years ago, and uh, there was this guy in the lobby where everyone else was congregated, dressed really minimally, um, and I just got into a conversation with him. I said, so what do you do? He goes, well, I I lease my phone number. I said, well, okay. Like, well, what's your phone number? For the last 25 years, this guy had owned the phone phone number 1-800-CALL-NOW. You are kidding. And all he did, all he does is lease his phone number out to infomercials, to companies, and he makes hundreds of thousands of dollars a year just for owning. Because the, he
0: owns the right call to action.
2: He owns the 800 number 1-800-CALL-NOW.
0: That's amazing. So, Good I mean,
2: yeah, I know, right? Exactly. Yeah. I was very jealous. Yeah. Um, but very proud of him and, like, inspired by him. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, honestly, I would say Call Now is the biggest. Like, it's very direct, you know. Um, try Now, again, another great one.
0: Well, fantastic. Jonathan, I think you've helped a lot of people today and plus it's just fascinating to be able to talk to you. Uh, uh, Thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. appreciate it. Yeah, thank you.
1: Now is the time in our podcast where we get to do a web critique and this is where Don gets a chance to look over somebody's website to give tips on how they can improve and clarify their marketing messaging. We do this so that you can get some tips and hopefully apply them to yours as well. So let's dive right into the web critique.
0: This website today comes from a gentleman named Sean Thompson. He's a photographer. We've had a lot of photographers come through the StoryBrand workshop. They all create these beautiful websites. I mean, aesthetically, they're just so beautiful. So how in the world do you differentiate? I'm looking at SeanThompsonPhoto.com, and I'm seeing a lot of good things, Sean. In fact, I think a lot of photographers could learn from you. First of all, we've got a beautiful uh, photo of a young couple. That's all they really want, right? I mean, they want their photos to look great. They want to remember this day. Then you say under uh, 90 really above the fold you say we'll bring the cameras you bring the party right now here's what I like about this Sean you've actually empathized with the concern of the young couple getting married what are we supposed to do how do we get the great photo are, we su- are you sure you're gonna get the kiss? Are these photos we're gonna love forever? You know what, don't worry about it. We'll bring the cameras, you bring the party, right? And then you say weddings to us aren't stuffy, boring procedures, but full on celebrations featuring you, right? So now you've made the customer the hero in the story and you are the guide. You're there to help them win the day. I love that you're not talking about yourself yet, Sean. You're talking about the customers. Our unique team works hard with you and for you, so all you have to do is, one, show up, two, look good, three, say I do, four, everybody dance now. I mean, it says that you're playful. It says that you're fun. You've said everything you need to say above the fold to tell somebody, you know what, this person gets me. They understand me. I don't have to worry about it. Uh, I get to enjoy this day and not worry. And well, let's face it, weddings are really stressful. So you're, you're empathizing with the internal frustration or fear that your customer has. Then wondering how our process works. Well, I wasn't until you asked. That's a great question. Now you've posited a question in my mind, and I'm wondering how your process works. Find out how we get it done on the business and creative side, creating a seamless, stress-free experience for you and your big day. Sean, you're doing so much right here. I can learn more there. I might just suggest that you change this a little bit and offer a transitional call to action. That is a free PDF, uh, five things uh, that make the perfect wedding, uh, three shots you can't live without, uh, seven mistakes, People make uh, when they're trying to photograph their wedding, something like that. You want that email address, is what you want, because then you can on ramp them. You can send them beautiful pictures every few days, right? Because you've gotten, if they're looking at your website, they're about to get married, and you might just have a few weeks to be the person that they choose. So you want to on ramp them fairly quickly, but get their email address and on ramp them. Then uh, just looking to see the goods, view galleries. I would actually probably get rid of just looking to see the goods and this paragraph down here. Uh, if you're ready to start seeing the images we produce, look no further. I, I, you don't even say any of that. You can just say view galleries. And I would actually have across this part, some beautiful photos that you've created uh, maybe beginning your portfolio. Then way down here, meet our unique team. Now, here's what I want right here. Uh, I, and it's something that you're missing. Uh, I want one more little section pretty close to the top. That has three endorsements. A happy couple that loved your work. They need to know, the customer needs to know you know what you're doing. You do not have to overplay this. Three little one-line endorsements with their wedding photo, by the way. Like if you had their wedding photo And we couldn't believe how well Sean did whatever. You know, I mean, that's all you need. And and so a few little bits of what we call authority. That is, I know what I'm doing. Now, you don't want to go on talking on and on about yourself. You've done a great job focusing on the customer. But I do need to know you know what you're doing, right? So you might want to add that. And you've got some of our recent work. You've saved all your long text for the bottom of the page. Ready to chat. Contact us. uh, That's pretty good. Then the last thing, and this is the big thing, Sean, that I want you to add to the website. It's going to help a lot. In your top right, there needs to be one obvious button to press, and it's schedule an appointment or call me now or something like that. What I'm I'm not seeing on this website, a lot of you saying call me, call me, call me, call me, call me. And I think it should be top right. Then I think it also so it should also be in the center. And as I scroll down your website, I should keep seeing this one obvious button. Make it a standout color, uh, and you're going to have more people call you. I, you know, when we don't ask for the sale, when we don't ask for the business, what people perceive is that we're we don't believe in our business enough to ask for it directly. We don't believe we're good enough to get that order, and they're looking for somebody who knows what they're doing, right? They're looking for somebody who believes they're good enough. Listen. Uh, Sean, you've done a great job. If anybody wants to check out the website, it's com. You've just listened to me review a visual website. If you wanna watch me review it actually in ScreenFlow, you can get that and do that at buildingastorybrand.com. Just type in the episode that you're listening to and uh, you'll be able to watch me review this website. Listen, thanks for listening to another episode of Building a Story Brand Podcast. It's always fun to talk to entrepreneurs folks in business who are trying to change the world and build something. I love you guys. I wish you the best. Uh, Most of you are absolutely crushing it. It's an honor, honor to even be able to talk to you and make suggestions that will help you build a much bigger, more profitable company.
1: Our music today from this episode is from the album Black Bear by Andrew Bell, which you can listen to on Spotify or download on iTunes. Our aim at the Building the StoryBrand podcast is to help you stand out in a sea of noise by getting crystal clear with your message. On behalf of the whole StoryBrand team, thanks for listening.